Welcome to In the Spotlight with Amy Scrubs, where we feature great artists, entrepreneurs, community leaders, and well, anyone who should have that moment to share their story in the spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight with Amy Scruggs, and I actually have one of my favorite people on the planet here today. She's finally agreed to say yes and be on the show. Her name is Rachel King, and I I cannot do her bio justice because I try to make it up myself. So I'm going to read this to everyone so you know who it is we're about to hear from today. Rachel King is a serial entrepreneur starting at the age of 12. She realized at the early age that having a job can be more effective if she ran it as a business. She excitedly ran her babysitting business with the skills and tools as effectively and efficiently as any exceptional young professional. The instinctive work ethic and drive beginning in her youth was followed by seven years of military service in the Army as a paralegal and communication specialist. Utilizing the disciplined skills from her time in the service, she pursued the exciting challenges of starting multiple businesses early in her career. But there was a rooted drive in her for bigger growth which Rachel used to continue expanding her talents. And in 2014, she started her law firm. And we are gonna hear all about that today. Her drive for her discipline, her passion for her family, service to her clients, service to her family, and just, again, an all around great human. Enough of me, we get to get to Rachel. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure. And I'm kind of happy that I made the cut. That's an honor. Well, this is really fun. I, I interview entrepreneurs, musicians, people of all different walks of life. But I have to say, you are my first attorney. And and hopefully listeners don't go, oh, no, it's an attorney. We don't want to hear from that. This is scary. I tell you, she really is an incredible human with a great story. And I think you might learn something, too. So, Rachel, I know I tapped into your background a little bit, which is completely interesting. I love that you started a babysitting business at, at such a young age. But would you share from your perspective that journey a little bit that led to the military? service and then on into practicing law. But let's start with that background. Absolutely. So I grew up in a family of lawyers, as you said, my father was an attorney, and I actually thought that I wanted to be an attorney from a very young age. But going through teen years, going through your early 20s, that can be pretty daunting. At 12, I saw my family own their own companies, and I wanted to do the same. So I was a babysitter. I was around town, and I had so many clients that wanted me to babysit for them. I really couldn't keep up. So instead of turning down jobs, I would pass them off to my friends. And I started to figure out that if I, since I was doing all of the legwork, they were my clients, and I was setting up the coverage that I could create a company and I could also profit off of it. So that's how my com- my first business. That's City amazing. Started. That's amazing. I hope we have young kids <laughs> listening. Like you can find a business, you can do it. You can create your own path. Please continue. That's just awesome. It was really fun. And so from there, I, I did that for a while until I could get my first real job. You know, that was what I wanted to do when I was 12. It, I wanted a real job. But through the years, I really always came back to this idea of having my own company. I owned and started a swim school or uh, we we taught swim lessons to children at their own houses. So that was fun. I did that during my 18th year, 17 and 18. And after high school, 
I still knew that I wanted to be a lawyer, but I'll be honest, Amy, I was not ready for college. I just didn't have it in me. So I tried. And I'm still not. <laughs> <laughs> about eight weeks into the semester, I realized I was never going to pass. I hadn't gone to school. I was going to school by the beach and that sounded way more fun. And my parents came to me and said, so we're not going to fund this. And so I really quickly had to come up with a plan B. My plan B turned out to be going into the army. It was the best decision of my life. Hands down, I got amazing experience. I got my bachelor's degree. They paid for my law school. They, I just, I loved everything about being in the military, the discipline, and then everything that you get to take with you after serving in the military. So I did seven years. And shortly after getting out of the military, I opened my law firm. And here we are. Wow. And as I read your, your passion for the law firm being from watching your, your dad do that all of those years, did you love it when he was doing it? Or was it just like, well, this is what my parents do. This is what my dad does. What did you love that you saw that your father was doing? My dad would always bring me into his cases. I actually had divorced parents. So I would go and visit my dad in Nevada. That's where he lives on the typical you know, divorced custody agreement over holidays and summers, and he still had to work. But I, of course, as a child, wanted to have every waking moment with my dad because I didn't get to see him. Mm -hmm. So since I was very little, I remember him sitting down with me at the counter in the kitchen or at his office or in the living room, and he would talk to me about the briefs that he was reading. He would talk to me about his cases oh. and tell me what he was going to argue. He would, of course, be doing this because he had to work and it, he, it needed to get done, but he would draw me into it. Yeah, he pulled he you into his role. Yeah, he would ask me what you, you know, what would you think? What do you think should happen? And I really liked that. I so enjoyed being able to make a decision on what was right and what was wrong, kind of. I also really loved the fact that he seemed to be in a powerful position. That was, I'll be honest, a very attractive part of becoming an attorney. And he owned his own firm. So I saw him be his own boss and everything that allowed. I think all of that together really attracted me to becoming a lawyer. Wow. And you described the journey so beautifully. And it sounds like you just went here, here, and here. But I know with any journey like that, especially as an entrepreneur and starting your own firm like that, that there had to have been obstacles and hurdles. What are some of those so that we can inspire other young entrepreneurs or especially other young women starting in business as well? What are some of those hurdles that you faced and how you overcame those as in small business and also in getting your law degree? Being taken seriously is probably the biggest hurdle that I've had to overcome. I now I'm old enough, I guess, to be taken seriously and still young enough to get the job done. Yes. But <laughs> that is not that hasn't always been the case. And the reality is that I am still fairly young in the legal community. I don't like to admit it, but I fall into the millennial category and that comes with a lot of pre, you know, prejudices against me. It does. It does. <laughs> when I, I know. When but I it's first, okay. You're not. I didn't think you were. You, you just, you don't fit the mold. <laughs> so I, I, right. And I am a millennial, but that has a lot of really great 
qualities and really great traits that I've had to learn how to adapt. Right. So by taking, being taken seriously, I remember this one time I had just become an attorney. I had started my firm. I had no money when I started my law firm. So the only way I could get clients was to hit the pavement. I went out in person to every networking event that I could find and attend for free and told people that I was an attorney. And I went to one that was very big. I looked cute, but I looked professional. I think I was wearing some boots, a blouse and a shirt. This man walked up to me and he introduced himself. And ironically, he happened to be an attorney. I told him I was an attorney and he didn't believe me, Amy. I had to give him a business card for him to believe that I was an attorney. I don't and then he I, right. Well, get this. Then he stepped back, took two steps back, looked me up and down and said, you're never going to make it if you dress like that. Oh, my. And at that point, you your mind can go two different directions with it. Right. This is a point where you could just curl up and, and crawl away or you can say, no way. What was your response? What what of those two directions did you take in that moment? I said, we'll see. And I really believe that I opened my firm so that I could practice the kind of law that I wanted to practice. I opened my law firm so that I could bring youth into this fairly antiquated judicial system. Yes. Show that you can represent clients really, really well. You can be a fierce advocate and still look cute, still use social media and text message your clients. You can take some of these things that we now in 2022 are every day. But back when I started practicing law, even though it was only eight years ago, they weren't. Right. And oh, no, it still show, wasn't what it is today. Yes. I can show that you can be an amazing attorney. We all can be amazing attorneys and we can kind of fast forward the legal profession to 2022. <laughs> And that's what I did. And that was what, when I heard him tell me that, I thought, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove that I can digitally sign documents, that I can do phone calls with my clients, that I can have a law firm that allows me to have balance while still solving client problems and being an advocate. And I have. How inspiring and what a great role model you are to so many when that obstacle hits you, because I, I think a lot of us entrepreneurs can share that story where somebody said something that you're just like, oh my gosh, did you just say that? Or could have torn us down or given us a different mindset? And you took it and said, I will show you, this is the success that I can have. I don't have limits. You, you've just put limits on me. I don't have those limits. And kudos to you for taking that moment to then just keep pushing through and doing it because what a great representation you are for all future lawyers coming into the world and coming into your profession to say, look, if she did it, so can I. You changed the narrative. I just I just love that. Let's talk about your law firm now. You've got eight years in. Clearly, you got past that first day with a gentleman who had maybe not the greatest manners and how he communicated with you. <laughs> but let's talk about the law that you do practice. What, what do you specialize in? What's fun for you? I absolutely love litigation, which is also kind of ironic because my family always told me that I would be a good litigator, but I thought, oh gosh, I don't want to do what they do on TV. Over the years, I've learned that litigators don't do what they do on TV. It's quite different in real life. I'm a litigator in family law. I really like the strategic 
litigation that comes when you are trying to create a separate two families from one family working with clients to make sure that their best interests are protected and their children's best interests are protected. Also looking at assets, making sure everything is fair and nobody's getting taken advantage of. I do trust and probate litigation also around families, just a different kind of uh, area. And then I do real estate litigation. And what I've really found is that I have a true passion for being in court and presenting my client's position in a way that will result in the judge ruling in their favor or making a decision that considers my client's entire case. And that doesn't always happen. Right. I mean, there's, cause there's so many variables can take place and it's so nerve wracking already. I'm sure you see people at their, at their highest, maybe emotionally anxiety, stress wise, you're catching up at that time that, that they're at the peak. What is that like for you to work with somebody like that, realizing this is probably the highest state of anxiety for them, but to bring that calm, like I can, I got this, I've got you. My goal with every case that I have and every client I have is to relieve as much of the legal stress as I can. I can't provide emotional support. I tell every single client that I work with, you should make sure you have your own emotional support system. This is the time to lean on family and friends for emotional support, but lean on me for legal support. Let me kind of lift that burden and explain to every client what is going on, what the strong points in their case are, what the weak points in their case are. But my highest priority with my clients, Amy, is I tell every single one, if you ever find yourself in your case where you are stressing, you're losing sleep, you don't know what's going to happen, you feel kind of uncomfortable in your own life, in your own skin, call me. I will answer your question. And I will be the first one to say, we don't need to worry about that. It's causing you stress because lawsuits are stressful. Right. Or, yep, that's really stressful. We need to handle that because that's not good. But at least they'll know that they're not stressing for no reason. Right. They're not guessing. (laughs) Right. Don't don't lose sleep over something because frankly, your ex told you they were going to take you to the cleaners. Who cares? Every ex says that. They all say that. Right. So call me. I'll tell you, no, they're just trying to get under your skin uh, and we can So that's really my goal with representation is to help my clients take away the stress because you're spot on. A lawsuit is one of the most stressful things any individual will have to deal with in their entire life. I can't even imagine. I don't know how you do what you do. And it's, it's so impressive. And this is why you do what you do. And I love what I do over here and we get to talk about it. And <laughs> I am, my hat's off to everything that you do. Another factor that you have definitely brought your firm into today's times, today's digital world, you're licensed in multiple states. Talk about the state you're licensed in. And clearly you're not flying around all over the place, how you're able to practice with the amazing virtual tools that we have today. I'm licensed in California, Texas, Arizona, and Kentucky. I did that because I didn't want to feel like I was stuck any one place, but it's also been fantastic. One of the great things that came out of the pandemic for me 
was this ability to set up a law firm that is completely cloud-based so that I can expand my reach. I can provide representation to clients that have legal issues in California, Arizona, Kentucky, and Texas. And I can take this amazing trial team that I've put together and that we have, and we can now spread our wings so that individuals in Kentucky where honestly representation is pretty limited now have representation. Yes. We don't need to sit face to face because we are set up to provide top quality representation wherever people are, even internationally, if they have issues locally. I love that because so many of our listeners here within the spotlight are all over. So if you are in one of these states she just listed, I have your attorney right here for you. That's it. You don't even have to search anymore. It makes it makes accessibility so great for more rather than you're just focused on your own backyard or I can only work in this community or how far can I stretch in California. I love that you're able to really strategically help your clients in, in those states and say, this, this is my specialty. This is what I can do for you. I just think it's, it's just outstanding. And it's a testament to where we are with today's technology. Cause I talk about that all the time with what I do as a media coach saying today's technology can, can really level up your business if you use it correctly. Yes. We can talk about the negative things with social media or media in general, but what about when we put it towards positive and what you're doing to help people with some of the stressful times in their life and the resource you can be in other states at the same time is just awesome. Hats off to you for that. It really Freddie, gives people choice. And that's yeah. what I think my favorite part is. is it gives yeah. people that otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity, an opportunity. For our future lawyers to be out there, if, if someone is listening to this saying, you know, I've really, I'm going through the process or I think I want to be a lawyer. If she can do it, I can do it too. What advice do you have for those? Oh, gosh, do you really want to be a lawyer? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it seems like such an obvious question for somebody who says, I want to be a lawyer. You cannot imagine how many times I talk to people and they say, oh, when I was little, I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, I thought about being a lawyer. If you are thinking about being a lawyer, really think it through. It is a very stressful career. It's a long school commitment. You hear all over the news how expensive university is. Law school is no exception. And it isn't really like it is on TV. I talk to people and they say, I want to go in and do good. Well, that's great. Everybody wants to do good. Frankly, as an attorney, you're not going to be putting food on the table if you're just doing good all the time, because doing good doesn't pay the bills. So I think if you are going to go into, if you're thinking about going into law, really think it through, talk to other attorneys, see where it's likely that you will end up practicing law. Of course, you don't know where you're going to end up. But if you think, oh, I want to go into law to be a humanitarian, go see how humanitarian lawyers work and live. And, and if that's really what your expectation of being a lawyer in your life plays out, honestly, though, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love being an attorney. I think it's amazing. And we really do have a unique opportunity to make people feel better in a really devastating time in their life. And hopefully have their life turn a corner for the better. And for that, I think practicing law is one of the best professions. Of course, I'm biased. But right. Still. Well, <laughs> and clearly from what you shared with us, it really is bred into you. 
you're, I love that your father really exposed you to the ins and outs of it for you to see it in all that it is. And you, you already loved it then. And that's why you're so great at what you do now and why your clients are so lucky to have you, you know, I have, um, I have grown sons and it's funny. They're very active and they go out and mountain bike and dirt bike, and they're constantly taking tumbles. And I, they will call me or show me a video or like their leg could be half hanging off. And I say, you know, you should probably go check that out or get, call a doctor. I don't need a doctor. I don't know. It's fine. They patch it up themselves. And I would imagine that something similar probably applies when it comes to calling an attorney. Now, uh, that's okay. I'll wait. I'll wait. Because there's probably some fear based with that for a lot of people calling, calling an attorney. But you sit in this seat now. And I would love for our listeners to hear from you. Really, when is it time to call an attorney, especially as you've described, you, you deal with family law and with real estate and litigation. When is it time to call you? Like I said before, if you're stressed over a potential legal situation, call an attorney, get the questions answered so that it's not gnawing away at you. Also, maybe you can get ahead of any legal problems or get ahead of a legal situation to put yourself in a more strategic place. So first and foremost, if you are stressed about a a legal question or something going on in your life that you feel like is just not right, call an attorney. Maybe it will help you relieve some of that stress. Second, and I think this should be the most obvious, but it's not. If you get served, if you get served paperwork, you should call an attorney. Deadlines start there. Your rights need to be protected. Uh, If I have time, I could tell a really funny story. My cousin is an attorney in Irvine and through one of his litigations, he ended up suing Justin Bieber (laughs) and Justin Bieber was not accepting service of process. He just wouldn't, he was, I don't want to say evading, but it was very difficult to get. He was unavailable. (laughs) So my cousins were actually at the beach one day and they called, um, or his kids, they his children called him and said, Justin Bieber's at the beach, dad. He's like, he's right here. So my cousin, the attorney hopped in his car, ran to the beach to serve Justin Bieber. And Justin knew this lawsuit was coming. So he threw up his hands and said, I didn't touch it. You can't serve me. And I think that's a really great story because Justin Bieber was served. Yes, (laughs) It was all over TMZ. You don't get to throw up your hands and say you weren't served because you didn't touch the paperwork. Like the three-year-old saying, can't see me with their hands over their eyes. Yeah. (laughs) If you get served, whether it's left on your porch or you receive it in the mail or you get an email or your neighbor says that they received paperwork and it looks like it's legal on your behalf, take it, read it and respond. Because otherwise you run the risk of a default judgment against you and that's no good. So that's a good story. And what about if you are just starting a marriage separation or even discussing the separation? Similarly to if you have, you know, stresses of a legal situation, I would call an attorney. If you are married or in a marital type relationship and that is coming to an end, or it may be coming to an end, it can be a really good time to talk to an attorney to find out what your legal rights are, what your obligations are. You can sometimes set yourself up strategically, but at least you'll know in advance what the process is and how it's going to affect your life. And that can be 
scary. Sometimes you don't want to know, but I am a big believer in knowledge is power. And so know what's going on, know what's going to happen. And an attorney can tell you that. So again, get ahead of it if you can. Advice. Uh, same with trusts yes. and really any kind of family issues that I call it funny business, right? If there's right. something funny, if there's funny business going on and it has to do with law or laws, call an attorney and get your answers. Wow. That is such great advice. I hope everybody's really paying attention to this because why, why make it harder than it already is? Call the attorney, get the help. Your leg's falling off. You call the doctor, reach out, reach out to Rachel. I would love for you to briefly tell us because you're, you're not just an attorney and an incredible veteran and all of the entrepreneurial things that you have done over the years, but you're also a wife and a mom. As you mentioned, your husband, you have kids as well. You want to share your family with us because I, I know that's got to be such a big part of your why. <laughs> they are. They, you may hear them in the background some, somewhere in the back of the house. Uh, I am married. I have a wonderful husband who is also a, a business owner and a veteran. We met in the army. We both love owning our own businesses and we really kind of hold each other up with all of the, I don't know, I, amazing things that happen as a business owner or, you know, all the struggles that we go through as business owners. So he's my biggest supporter, probably my biggest cheerleader. Uh, I absolutely adore my husband. And then my children, of course, <laughs> I love them almost all the time. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I have a daughter who's almost 18 and it's so much fun watching her figure out her life and becoming an adult. And if I can say like, I know it, you know, it's fun to watch your kid and say, oh my gosh, like I helped them get here. I, I created this and now look at yes. this. They can spread their wings and they won't fall. Uh, and then I have two younger kids, one in middle school and one in elementary. They're just a joy. They both still like me. So I, I'm, you know, crossing my fingers and holding my breath till the teenage years come when <laughs> they're going to still like you next to me anymore. <laughs> It goes quick. It goes quick. It's just small phases when that happens, but it comes back around. I promise. Uh, oh, it does. I, I mean, with my oldest, she's, she's come back around and you, you think you're going to pull your hair out and you're like, no, love me again. And then they do. And it's wonderful. With all of that taking up your time, is there anything that you do for your own balance and for your own, just refreshing yourself or just for fun? I absolutely love running. I am a avid runner. I've been running since elementary school. In elementary school, I was on the track team. And there's been phases of my life where I've run more than others. But since I opened my law firm, I really had to rely and fall back on running. I consider it kind of my moving meditation. It really centers me, allows me to think through my problems. And it calms me. Uh, in fact, if I haven't gone on a run for a while, then my office can tell because I guess I'm not as nice a boss. And I then see it on my calendar for the next day. Like they've blocked off a time and it says, she needs to take run. a run. <laughs> <laughs> they have yeah, your sneakers sitting at the door when you come into the office. That's a clue. <laughs> right. It is. When I, when I see it on my schedule, it's like, oh, I guess I must not have been so nice yesterday. <laughs> um, but it really does do amazing things for me mentally. And then, of course, physically. And then I do a lot of yoga and I find that yoga and the breath work with mm -hmm. that clears me, clears my mind. I'm in very stressful areas of law. Not only are the areas that I practice very stressful, but 
the component, the litigation component mm-hmm. has intense, intense deadlines. And so the focus that comes from yoga allows me to like relieve all of the stresses that I feel because I take on like my reset stuff. button. Yeah. So I have to get rid of it somehow. So well, that's so good because we, we need you out there for the long haul. We need you. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to interview you again, 10 years from now and say, you know, what else have you learned and what's taking place and know that you were okay. It's so impressive. I think what you've given is such valuable insight for anyone who's running any business or any stressful entrepreneur out there, or even just a stressful job. You've got to have those outlets to find your peace and your balance so that you're the best to everyone one in your life personally and professionally, Rachel, you, you're exemplifying that. And it's so great to hear you share that that's what you do. Not just, yeah, I can take on the stress and everything's great. And I don't have to do anything else. You've, you've shown us, no, these are the things that I have to do. And what an inspiration and a joy you are for any of our listeners. You want to get a hold of Rachel, Rachel, where can they find you? How can they reach you? What's your social media handles? And again, those States that you practice law, because I want to make sure that our listeners know you are there for them. Thank you. I am again licensed in California, Arizona, Kentucky, and Texas. You can find me physically in Southern California. That's where my physical office is located, but I am on all of the socials at The Lawyer King, or you can find me on the web at www.thelawyerking. My phone number for calling and text messages is 951 834 7715. And Amy, the text messages come directly to my cell phone. Nice. Well, you have done an incredible job changing the narrative for any millennials out there who thought that there wasn't a good narrative on millennials. This woman is incredible. And you are an example of how to do it and how to do it right. What a joy to be with you today. Thank you so much for this great interview. And I just wish you all the best and success. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and I would love to come back anytime. Thank you for listening to In the Spotlight Podcast. For more information, you can go to amyscruggsmedia.com and make sure and follow on social media at amyscruggsmedia.com.